This is the No Pain, No Gain Wrestling Podcast. What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Oh yeah! No Pain, No Gain Wrestling Podcast with Jordan Payne begins in 3, 2, 1. Hey guys, I'm here with Baby D. How are you doing, Baby D? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, so let's get in some questions. You ready? All right, let's do it. How did you get into wrestling? I got into wrestling because my grandfather wrestled, my mom wrestled, my uncle wrestled. So I grew up in wrestling, like general just wrestling. I can remember going to wrestling when I was just a little girl in the sportatorium in Dallas, Texas, okay. setting at the very top, like going into like the locker rooms and all that showing up before shows, everything. So I've been around wrestling my whole life. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So uh, who trained you? Killer Tim Brooks. Okay. And then I trained with Killer Tim Brooks before. So I started actually started wrestling when I was 15 um, at a little school called, um, it was ACW, the Dog Pound at that time. It's now known as League of Lions. It's in Marshall, Texas. Okay. So whenever I first went into went in there, I already knew a lot of the basic stuff because I grew up with a wrestling ring in my backyard. So up until I was probably about ten, maybe eleven, you know, I always had a wrestling ring. So I already knew, I knew a lot of stuff from that. So when I went in there, um, Chris Preston, Justin Sane, those guys that trained there, they started training me, and then I left. Whenever I I did some shows there for a while. I graduated when I was, when I graduated at 18, I decided I want to go to school, go to college. So did a whole college thing, got an education, got a good career going. And then I went and did training with Killer Tim Brooks, finished my training with Killer Tim Brooks. So I always say I was trained by Killer Tim Brooks because I completed everything that he asked me to do. And then, but I've trained with other people like um, MPX, which is in Bedford, Texas with Stephen Kirby. I trained with Athena, which is also known as Amber Moon now. Right. Um, so I trained with a lot of different people and, um, a lot of people will say, Oh, I helped train her and things like that, which is fine. So, I mean, you know, you can't, there's, you can't ever stop learning. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Uh, so, uh, who can you expect to, uh, bring out the best of baby D? To match? bring out the best. On a one-on-one match? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, that's kind of hard because a lot of people bring out the best in me. Um, but there's a um, guy, his name is Dave Sagan, and he wrestles at MPX. And I go back to MPX because I wrestled there for a long time, and I still wrestle there, you know, um, whenever they run shows. Yeah. Of course, you know, with the issue that we're having in the world, yeah. all shows are home. But uh, Dave Sagan always brought the best out of me, and I really enjoyed the feud that we had and everything. Now, if you want to get as far as female wrestlers goes, um, because I do a lot of intergender wrestling, 
But if you want to go female wrestlers, I would have to say Micah, which is down. She lives in San Antonio um, and trained under Rudy Boy Gonzalez. Okay. Now she brings out she she brings out the best in me. Like we're we're able to go out there and just have a straight, no complaints, no nothing. And then um, Thunder Rosa, I've had some really good matches with Thunder, and they're super fun and and enjoyable. So as far as like one on one matches, those are the girls that like I love. I love being in the ring with. Now there's other ones that I like being in the ring with too. So I don't want to sidetrack that, but bringing the best out of me are probably those three people right there. Well, you mentioned Thunder Rosa. What a what a good wrestler too. Oh yeah, she is. Uh, so have you ever been in a tag team or a faction? Yes. So my tag partner's name is Phoebe. We're fun and sexy. Um, we've been tagging with each other for almost three years now. Um, now we really haven't we haven't tagged much since November. We kind of did our we're doing our single thing. But uh, Phoebe's a uh, the hula hoop sensation is how I like to refer to her. But uh, we are the longest reigning sabotage women's champion. Uh, we actually lost those. Uh, we lost those championships back in May of last year. We we held them for almost a full two years. No, well, yeah, almost, almost. Well, about a year and a half, really, sure. or so. Um, we really, you know, we enjoy tagging with each other. We've been all over the world. We went to. We went to the um, England um, last year together as a tag right. team. We, um, she's been to Canada several times, or well, one time, and then she's going. She was supposed to go back, but yeah. So like Phoebe, Phoebe and I, like we are like best friends, and it's like we just know what to do. To it's like a click. We just we're right there. It's not. A, it's not a misstep. Okay. Um, so do you do a lot of promos? Okay, so my thing with promos is I can't stop laughing during them because I hate talking in front of a camera. But if I have to talk in front of people, I can talk in front of people. But I feel so stupid looking at a camera and talking about something or someone (laughs) it sounds stupid but it's so funny because I literally only laugh and that's mine and Phoebe's problem is that we laugh together whenever we do promos so it literally takes us like two hours sometimes just to do one promo funny you should say that (laughs) because I'm the same way exactly about that we're not doing promos not doing promos but doing like um videos and stuff like that I cannot do but um so, um, what's the weirdest thing or craziest thing you've ever seen in a wrestling ring? Oh, man. The weirdest or craziest thing. You know, I don't really have too many of those stories now. I mean, I can't. That's a kind of a question that's difficult. I mean, okay. I think... Because I don't do, like, I don't watch a lot of hardcore matches and a lot of shows that I'm on. They don't do a lot of hardcore stuff. Um, now, I did see, okay, now, I, I did see something really weird. Um, there was um, 
Wesley Crane. He's a wrestler um, out of Oklahoma, and um, he was the or the current champion at MPX for a long time up until maybe like two or three weeks ago before this, you know, before the lockdown happened. Yeah. Um, but he, he has this thing called Wesley's ways. So he does er- everything's hardcore and um, he hit, he hooked somebody up to, it was an I quit match. So he hooked somebody up to the, um, the car jumper cables oh. and a battery. Wow. You know, wow. well, I mean, he's going to hook them up to the car, but he hooked up the car battery, the jumpers to the battery, and then sparked it already, and then made the person say, I quit. So, um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but shock them, guys. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah, that's definitely strange. <laughs> but, uh, that's a good story, though. A good story. Uh, For sure. Uh, so what are your th- what are you, so what so what are your thoughts on an empty arena or empty indie show matches? I don't think that it's I think I'm gonna say this. I think that if it's a built in like a built in place, like they own their own arena and they're able to do something where people are able to do some type of watch and maybe pay for those watches then yes like i could see i could see that happening but i also think that it's a bad decision because us as performers feed off of the crowd yeah so you can't you can't necessarily do a show and not have that feel from the crowd now, you know, WWE's been able to do it, AEW's been able to do it, but if you watch their stuff that they're doing, they're also doing more promos. They're also doing more, hey, like, build-ups and stuff, yeah. you know? Um, so it, it's kind of a hard thing, I think, as far as the Indies promotion goes, if Indies promotion was to try and do something like that, it might not necessarily benefit them unless they have that crowd that is invested in them. Yeah. But you're you're taking a chance of losing money if you're just to pay for a whole bunch of people to come and do a show and it's an empty crowd. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh so uh you talking about WWE and AEW. So who is your dream opponent? Dream dream match opponent. Mm. Coming in with the clutch right there. Let's see. Huh. <laughs> um, you know, I really don't. If I have to say, if I have to say my dream opponent, it would be ODB. Just because I just love her as a human. And I got to tag with her um, a few years ago at RCW in San Antonio. And I really enjoy tagging with her. And I think that if I was able to get a one-on-one match with her, that would I, w- I would probably just retire afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she's really good too. She's she's really a uh, great wrestler. She is. Uh, so, uh, what are your hobbies outside of wrestling? Well, I shoot pool, so I um, I shoot a lot of pool. Really, 
I plan on pole league. So I'm pretty busy, actually. I'm a busy person. And really, that's not only really like big hobby is I shoot pool. I love, I'm more of a, like, adventure person. I love adventures. I mean, I love doing all kinds of stuff. Like, I've been bungee jumping before. Um, I uh, want to go sky, like, I want to do a full-on skydive expedition. And, um, like, but the type of skydiving I want to do is, like, I want to do one of those crazy skydiving things. <laughs> I want to be like over a plane and like over a body of a lake and you jump out and like it's like, hey, and like you make it all into the water. <laughs> You're basically like going into the water. That's what I want to do, you know? Um, I'm more braver, braver so, than I am. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm an adventure person. Yeah. I, there's a certain type of high that I like to get. And I get that from the adventures that I take. So I'm a very adventurous person. But as far as hobbies go, if I had to say, like, hobby-wise, it's just shooting pool. I shoot, I shoot a lot of pool. I play pool every Thursday night. And uh, I play nine ball, actually. I don't play eight ball, guys. <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, what is it about the indies wrestling business that excites you? Um, I think just being able to travel a little differently, like it works with my schedule. I'm able to, you know, I'm able to do what I love, but still do what I love as far as, um, as my career goes too. I love being a nurse. I love my patients. I love the patient, uh, patient, um, nurse encounters that I'm able to, to get. And then I love that being able to be in an arena full of fans, like cheering baby D and really enjoying that moment. Yeah, that's what that's what that's a good thing right there. So, um, uh, how do you go about your day uh, on show day, and how do you prepare for a match? Um. Well, it depends on where the show is. I might might be driving there, um, but if it's if it's something close, like let's just say that's a close show, like MPX, then I would, uh, I would wake up in the morning. Most likely I work on Saturdays too. So sometimes I have to work, but if I have to work, I would go to work and I would come home, get my hair straight, take time, do my makeup and stuff like that. And then really, honestly, I don't do, I don't have a special routine. I just kind of like, I love, I just, I will get up there I always walk the wrestling ring. Like that's something that I always do before every show, no matter where I'm at, no matter how many times I've been in that wrestling ring, I always walk the mat. I always walk the ring and um, I put my phone away. That's one thing that I do. Like I'm not constantly on my phone during show days. I'm on my phone, but not as much as I am like outside of wrestling. Um, And I get ready. I like to be ready before the show even starts, before the fans even open the doors. I want to be in my gear because it's kind of a moment of this is me. This is me. This is a transition, you know? And then that's really it. Like other than that, I don't have any special, like, Oh, I have to do 10 burpees or 10 right now. I'm just me. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, so, um, I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name two people. You tell me what you want to say about them, or 
just anything you want to say about him. Um, first one is Phoebe. Phoebe, I I love Phoebe. She's my girl, and I can't I can't wait for, I can't wait to tag with her again. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and the last one is Baby D. You. What do I want to say about yeah. myself? Got anything? <laughs> tell people what. I don't think there's really there's nothing really that I can tell because Baby D is me like baby d is myself turned up times 10 i'm a sick person that i love to be body confident i want everybody to know that it's not about what you look like it's not about what people see it's about how you feel about yourself and it's about knowing that like if you're going to walk outside and you're going to be in a robe own that robe I don't care if you're in house shoes, own the fact that you're in house shoes. Like, you know what I mean? Own who you are because you're only, you are yourself and yourself only. You can't change who you are. I can't wish, like, I can't say, oh, I wish I was Britney Spears because I'll never be Britney Spears. You know what I mean? And I don't, I'm just throwing out a random name. I'll never be J-Lo. You know what I mean? I'll never be those people. So I accepted a long time ago that God put me in the skin that I'm in because he knew that I could be great at this size, at this person, at this, who I am. And there's no reason for me to go out there and fight and try to change who I am just because somebody wants me to, or because society says that I have to be a certain way. Now this goes to everybody like you be yourself, be who you want to be. Don't worry about what everybody else has to say. That, I mean, there, you can't make that any clearer. Like, we say that all the time. We tell people that all the time. And there's days where I'm just like, oh, man, I should do this or I should do that. Everybody's going to have those days. But once you accept that you are who yeah. you are, there's no turning back. And people will see that. that. And people will connect with you in a different way because that is what they want. They want somebody that's real and upfront and truthful. And it's not going to not going to turn the other cheek because of who they are or, or what they do or what somebody says. And that's not me. That's not me at all. I, I'm a hundred percent. I'm going to keep it straight with you until I can't keep it straight no more. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's not, and that's, that's the raw end of the deal with me is that like, you're going to get, you're going to get me whether you like it or not. I don't like, I've had plenty of promoters tell, tell me, Oh, I'm not going to book her because her size, or I'm not going to book her because of her look. Mm. That's fine. You don't have to book me. I'm not asking to work your show, but I will tell you this. If your fans ask, then there you go. Yeah. I, my work speaks for itself. I don't have to speak. For <laughs> That's a great message too. More people should be like that. And I'll thank you for that. You're welcome. And, uh, th- thank you for being on the show. I, um, can we can we get your where, where can people find you on social media? Um, I do have a baby D Facebook page, um, like page, so you can go look me up there. Just uh, it's just straight baby D, or or if you really want to get technical with it, you can have me on our first personal page. I post a lot of random stuff. Um, Stacy Carpenter, that's S T A C Y, um, and then. Baby D twenty seventeen at Instagram and on Twitter, and then I'm also on TikTok. 
So got my TikTok oh. out there. <laughs> Which is baby D as well. I uh, baby D eleven zero seven eighty eight. So yeah. Hit me up. Oh, sure. We're so real. And um <laughs> thank you for being on the show again. I wanna tell everybody um this has been the No Pain, No Gain Wrestling Podcast, so we'll see you later. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs>